Hello, so before today's episode gets started, I wanted to introduce to you a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100. They never expire, and they cost you a fraction of the face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com. Used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. So that is www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. Restaurant.com, the best deal every meal. Hey y'all, it's Amelia Rose and welcome to Say La Me. I'm actually recording this on a Friday, so it's a day earlier than I usually do. Y'all know I record on Saturdays. That's my optimal recording time. But this week has actually been way better than I expected, which is great. Um, just amazing. I'm so thrilled. But I had midterms and I'm still waiting on a few test scores to come in, but I feel like they went really well. So yay, that was a load off my mind and I was getting stressed. So very glad those are done. Um, I was also leaving a event for work one night, and that was really fun, and that was successful, so all the hard work I put into it paid off, so yay, I had a really, really nice week. So, today's episode is different than my usual episodes, and it's something that I've only done once before, so drumroll everyone. Today I'm having my second guest on the podcast. Um, y'all know that from the title, but it's still happy, it's still exciting. So, I don't usually have guests on Say Me because y'all know... Um, I created this as a single host format, and I want to retain that as my usual format. Um, Y'all know it's single host because all you hear is me talking, um, pretty much. And then, you know, I've had one guest so far, so I'm having my second guest today. Very, very exciting. But I really love having guests on. Um, Even though I want to keep the single host thing, I do enjoy having guests on. It's a really really a lot of fun to be able to talk to people who inspire me and have really interesting stories. So I'm definitely looking forward to having more guests on in the future um, as we progress with Salami. But today's guest is Haley Lawler. She is a health and wellness coach who is in pursuit of her doctorates in occupational therapy at Boston University. Um, I really love following her on Instagram. That's where I met her. And then she sent me an email saying, hey, I'd love to be on your podcast. And I was like, hey, I'd love to have you. So I love following her on Instagram, uh, seeing her posts and her reels where she talks about her favorite gym clothes and body confidence and just um, general positivity. She shows us her workouts and she posts all about her business called Goal Getters. So let's get started with our interview with Haley. Hi guys, so we're here with Haley. Hi. All right, so to begin with, why don't you introduce yourself and give us a general overview of who you are and what you do? Of course. So my name's Haley. I am a full-time occupational therapy student. I'm getting my doctorates at Boston University right now in occupational therapy. I got my bachelor's of science in health, wellness, and occupational studies at the University of New England. And at the University of New England, I coordinated a leadership program there as well as worked with the dean and faculty to create a first-year experience course where I co-taught and I incorporated curriculum of self-love. Right now, I currently live in Boston with my boyfriend and my corgi puppy, Ellie. She's five months old. And outside of that, I love to mountain bike. I love to be outdoors. And I run an Instagram called Haley Lives. 
It's a lifestyle and wellness platform where I offer health coaching as well as programs that are all focused on not only being fit, but developing confidence and satisfaction with yourself. Wow, you sound like very accomplished, very busy. <laughs> um, and you said you had a quote. Yeah, she's five months old. We just got her. Her name's Ellie, and she is the light of my life. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds so cute. All right, so what made you want to get a doctorate in occupational therapy? That is something that I um, am not really familiar with and something that seems very um, different from my um, educational path. So what made you want to get a doctorate in occupational yeah, therapy? Yeah, of course. So as kind of like an outline, occupational therapy is a profession that helps people all across the lifespan. So newborn babies to older adults, and it focuses on things that these people may want to do and need to do. So occupational therapists identify client goals, and they create uh, evidence-based interventions that are client-centered and are focused on reaching the goals that people set. So with a passion for leadership in my undergrad, I chose occupational therapy because I wanted a profession where I could work with clients every day and be creative to adapt their environment and help them develop skills so they could find satisfaction in the things that they do every day. Um, I like occupational therapy because it really puts the client in the uh, driver's seat per se. So they or their caregiver develop their intervention with us. Like they tell us what they want to accomplish and then we work with them to reach those goals. And mm -hmm. I chose Boston University specifically because it's a prestigious program and it has a really great reputation. And it assured to me that with my doctorates that I would be at the forefront of the profession and have access to all of the resources within the program, but also in all of the area of Boston. Yeah, I remember um, when we were emailing back and forth a little bit about this um, kind of interview. Um, I mentioned that I visited Boston when I was younger and just loved it. Um, but what, it, this is kind of like a little side question, like a little personal nosy question, but like, what is Boston like, like this time of year, has it gotten all like fallish or like, what is it? Everyone like? who comes to visit me is like, there are so many trees here. Like, how is this a city? But I love Boston. It's a very like relaxed city. I feel like, like I grew up in Vermont. So moving to a city was like a huge change, but living here for now two years, it's like, I don't know, it just feels like home, really. And it's so easy to navigate, like, it's not like overwhelming. And um, with all of the college students coming back into the city now, it's a, lo a little bit more busy. But it's I mean, I live probably 10 minutes outside of the city, in a place called mm -hmm. Brighton, and it's completely quiet, like there's no horns or city noise at all <laughs> yeah it's like you get the best best of both worlds you can go into the city but you don't actually have to live like in the hub of 
you know, all the business, yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I just remember it being beautiful. I want to go back um, at some point because it, I just, I still remember I was like nine when oh, I wow. visited and um, still, still remember it and still really want to go back. But um, so you mentioned um, kind of your doctorate, whatever, but tell us about a little bit about your education and have you always wanted to get into occupational therapy or was it, were there twists and turns or was it kind of just a linear? <laughs> Boy, okay. So like I just said, I grew up in this like really small, tight-knit community in Vermont. Uh, I was raised by really strong and independent women. And that was kind of like my baseline for everything I did in my life. Like I looked up to these women Mm -hmm. that were so independent and did everything by themselves. And I was so inspired. But I mean, if I'm being honest, in high school, I totally was like off the rails, like was not a great student. I did a lot of partying, (laughs) like didn't even think I wanted to go to college. But Mm -hmm. senior year, I decided I wanted to go to college and no one in my family had a degree. So I met with a Vermont student assistance counselor every month and he helped me create my essays and develop the application. And I was waitressing on the side. So I had a little bit of money to spend on applying for things. Um, and at the time, I think the schools were waiving the SAT fee to low income households. So that's kind of how I got Mm -hmm. into like the application process, but I ended up getting denied from all of my colleges except the University of New England. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, at first I was like so bummed and I was like, oh my God, should I even be going to university? But I'm so glad that it happened now because I had access to so many amazing opportunities there. Um, (laughs) I ended up choosing health, wellness, and occupational studies as a major, but only because it was like Mm -hmm. the undecided major of health science. I had no (laughs) idea I wanted to be an occupational therapist. I was just like, all right, I'm just going to like dive in. So I began Mm -hmm. to learn about occupational therapy and I took a lot of leadership positions and I really devoted my time there to like growing myself as a leader and a professional. Like my college experience honestly really wasn't that fun. Like I didn't party. I didn't really have like those like fun times with friends. Like I just Mm -hmm. really took the four years to like learn about myself and I ended up finding out that I loved fitness and I loved leadership and I loved helping people. And then my senior year, I decided to apply to OT schools and I met with a mentor every week for five months to work on my application. And (laughs) I remember when I heard back from Boston University I was in the kitchen at my grandmother's house and I read it out loud and we both started jumping up and down and hugging in excitement (laughs) because no one in my family had completed college, let alone gotten into the number one school in the country for occupational therapy. It was like life changing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned about your college experience because I feel like there is a lot of pressure out there for people like college is the best four years of your life and I'm kind of like like yes they're great and they're different and they're very unique but like I don't feel like if you feel like your college experience wasn't quintessential like you know the perfect college experience or whatever um 
I don't feel like you've blown your whole life or anything, but I just, I love that you said that you kind of took time to figure yourself out and um, kind of devoted it to yourself and not to trying to like, you know, party or find a whole group of friends, whatever, because even though, you know, that stuff is great. um, So was, you know, developing yourself and being more professional and kind of trying to figure out what you want to do, you know, Um, they're like, it's just crazy because there's so much pressure to you're right. Like these four years, like they're supposed to be this like magical best time of your life experience. And that's just not the case. Like that's four years out of your whole life. Like why is there this like Mm -hmm. stigma that you have to be this amazing, like, it just doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, I mean, with whatever college experience people choose, like, do what you want to do. And if that's going out and having fun with friends, so be it. And if you want to focus on yourself and focus on your academics, that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so tell us a little bit about your new business ventures and just kind of what you're doing on the business yeah, side. So at the University of New England, I started to fall in love with fitness when I was there. Um, I had been a soccer player my whole life, but never really knew what to do in the gym. Uh, I ended up getting a pretty bad eating disorder due to the lack of knowledge or resources that I had. Um, With nourishing my body and moving it in healthy ways, I just didn't have any support or references or knowledge at all to, like, really guide me. So... As I began to go into remission, I learned about powerlifting, and I ended up getting really into it. I competed. uh, I created this club, and it felt like it was a really empowering sport. It was like the first time in my life where I wasn't focused on being a smaller version of myself, you know? I was focused Mm -hmm. on getting stronger and accomplishing these goals, and it was a really empowering feeling. So... Once I graduated from UNE, I had this degree in health and wellness, and I had all of the knowledge. And I figured, well, I'm in pursuit of my other degree, um, and I have this platform, Haley Lives, where I was sharing my workouts, my mindset, and just my wellness journey with all these people. I figured it would be a good time to create a business that was affordable and accessible and really everything that I wish I had. I wanted something that focused on people being a better version of themselves, being more of themselves, not being this smaller version that toxic fitness culture can make you feel like you have to be. And I have this online coaching and it's the most affordable that I've ever seen because I grew up low income and I would never have access to a one-on-one coach. And I'm not doing this to make a living. I'm doing this because it's a huge passion of mine and it's fun for me. And I wanted to be that resource for girls like me that didn't have the knowledge or help. And the program that I just released, I call it goal getters. It's, it gives people two months of workouts. But the reason why I love it so much is because it also gives two or people two months of journaling prompts and confidence exercises and goal setting strategies. 
so they can begin to develop a stronger relationship with themselves. And that's really what I want at the end of the day. That's awesome. I love, first of all, I love the name. Um, that's really, really cute. Um, but you mentioned confidence. So how do you, how did you build up the confidence to take on, you know, your um, doctorate and your um, your goal getters? How did you build up the confidence to take all of that on? Yeah, so I've been pretty independent most of my life. Um, I had a really large amount of responsibility from when I was young and growing up. Um And I just had this push that I could make this change and go out into the world and make this difference. (laughs) And when I had the eating disorder, my confidence was at an all time low. Like I spent a lot of time in therapy, developing confidence building strategies that worked for me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I put so much emphasis on building confidence in my online coaching and programming, because, you know, people can really do anything like seriously. If you really want to do something and you invest all of your effort into it, you probably would accomplish it at some point if you never stopped working towards it. So, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> so, kind of sorry, I'm just how I'm great. staying confident and motivated right now. Like I'm asking myself, like, what's the next step I could do to be closer to my goal? What could I do today? Um, if we start to truly believe that we can accomplish all these goals that we're setting for ourselves and start taking actionable steps instead of looking at the goals, like this huge thing, we start to small mm-hmm. tangible goals. We'll probably achieve them. Yeah, exactly. And people like the phrase confidence is key is a phrase for a reason that people use a ton. And I feel like it's gotten to be a little bit um, overused, but so the meaning has gotten lost, but the meaning is really great. Like confidence is a huge part of accomplishing your goals. And I feel like when people say, I can't do this, or I, this is impossible for me. Like maybe it's impossible in the time frame you've set for yourself, or maybe it's impossible within, um, just your ability right now, but you need to build that up and you need to have patience because I know different experiences I've had have been, you know, I thought, oh, I can't do this. And it's like, yeah, I can do this. It just might take longer than you expect, you know. So you kind of have to be you have to be realistic with your um, goals, but you also have to be confident with your goals. Yeah, and I totally agree. And I feel like like one thing I saw the other day, I think it was like this post on Instagram. And it was like, if you wait to be perfect um, to start working towards your goals, you'll never reach them. And that's kind of how I was with my online business. Like I was like, well, I have this degree, but like, am I really qualified? Like, will people really want to work with me? Like, am I this person? Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you won't reach that goal of helping other women unless you start like diving into it and like actually doing it. And yeah, maybe you aren't perfect. No one is, but at least you're doing it and you're working towards it. And that's like everything. That's the building blocks of reaching your goals, diving into it. (laughs) Yeah. And you're right. No one is perfect. I know I've seen business models that I really, really admire programs. I admire, but it's never absolutely perfect. You know, there's always something they could do better or something that, you know, you would add or take away or whatever. I'm never looking at something saying this is absolutely 100% perfect. I'm like, yeah, this works well for this. It might not work well for that, you know? Um, and so I think, you know, even in the super successful, um, programs and stuff, 
it's not perfect for everyone, you know, and I feel like any good program, it doesn't, it's not like necessarily a one size fits all. It could be, this helps everyone in a certain area, but maybe in another area, it doesn't quite reach. And I don't think, I don't think, um, being, you know, a cure-all for someone is necessarily attainable. Um, you might be, but I don't think that that's something you should shoot for because, you know, you can't please everyone. Like I know even, you know, my podcast, I know there are people who would listen and feel, oh, this doesn't really suit my needs or I don't really find joy in listening or whatever. Um, and that's fine. I'm not trying to be, you know, the one podcaster everyone loves. I'm just like, well, I'm just trying to be that for people who, you know, are interested. Yeah. And that totally makes sense. And like, the part about being perfect, like, I feel like we think that way almost because of social media. At least that's why I do. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's overkill how much people say social media is a highlight reel, but it really is true. And you see all yeah. of these people being so successful and you're like, well, they're probably doing my goal better than I ever could. But that's not true. You are an individual. You are yourself. And you can't reach your goal. Say that someone wants to be a health coach. You will never be. You. How can I phrase this? (laughs) You have unique skills in the uniqueness of you to be a health coach. Like. No one will ever be a health coach the way that you are. So instead of comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to how someone else is doing it or how perfect their coaching looks, focus on you and your unique, I guess, niche, your unique qualities, what you can bring Mm -hmm. to health coaching or whatever your goal is and go for it. We're all so individual. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I think a lot of people, people have different views and viewpoints and outlooks. And I feel like even if their goal is the same, the way they go about it will not be the same. And sometimes it'll work for people, sometimes it won't. And you just have to realize that, you know, this is my style of coaching or, you know, whatever um, task you want to take on. This is the way I do it. Um, And I can still reach the outcome, but, you know, my methods might not be the um, what everyone wants, but it'll definitely be something that people who want it will get excited about having. So I feel like kind of like discounting yourself before you even arrive to your goal is very counterproductive and there's really no reason for it. I know I've recorded episodes and I'm like, meh, I like it, but I don't think anyone else will. And then some of those episodes are like my most, you know, highest performing episodes. And I was like, wow, I almost didn't release that, you know, thinking that, I liked it, but no one else would. Um, so you, really, you just never know unless you attempt it and you yeah, try it out. totally. And it's just about being yourself. Like, with my Instagram posts, like, sometimes I see someone that does something cool and I'll try it and it'll go n- get no traction. But the mm-hmm. posts where I'm just being unapologetically myself and sharing real things about my life and my thoughts and my vulnerabilities. That's what people connect to. People connect to you being yourself and that realness. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree because like the um, it almost seems like the spur of the moment things perform the best and you're like, why? <laughs> I put so much time and effort into something else and it didn't perform well and I just kind of put together this and released it and everyone's going nuts. So um, it, it is trickier and it's never going to be a fail safe way of doing something, but um, it definitely does give me confidence whenever I put something on that hasn't had a ton of planning I'm just like oh this is cute and put it on and then everyone reacts or you know has something to say about it I'm like oh that's nice to think that you know I can put something on with um without like days of planning and it will do well you know or you know people will enjoy just you know a less filtered exactly and it just kind of brings home the point of your real superpower is yourself and the unique qualities Mm -hmm. that you have to just being you Yes. So I'm in college and I think a lot of my listeners are also in college and I know college can get really, really busy classes. We just, um, I was just saying in the intro of this episode that I recorded before this um, interview that I had midterms last week and it's just very, very busy week. Um, that was great, but busy. Um, so how do you balance your doctoral pro- program and then also your goal getters um, program? <laughs> um, I would say time management, but I mean, Mm -hmm. I am a human, so sometimes it is hard. Some days are better than others. Um, I, for the past four years, I've time blocked my schedule, um, just blocking out what I'm going to do each hour for my work weeks, just because that's the most efficient way and it keeps me sane. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think what also keeps me sane is that I know that every day I'm putting my time and my effort into things that are making me excited and happy and grateful to be doing what I'm doing. I mean, I love occupational therapy and I love this fitness wellness brand that I'm building for myself. And I imagine if your listeners are in college, they're working towards a degree that they are passionate about. So kind of reframing that mindset of, oh, I have like three or four Zoom classes today. It's like, yes, I have three or four Zoom classes today, but I'm investing in myself all day. And as for taking care Mm -hmm. of myself in this busy schedule, having a dog has really helped because it's forcing me to take breaks (laughs) and like actually go outside and go to the dog park and think less about what's on this like to-do list. So just take those small breaks, yeah. you know, especially right now with online learning. Um, we're just at our computers all day. So just even taking a five minute mm-hmm. break when you don't even feel like it, but you just know you should. Um, but I guess like a tangible takeaway that I could give to listeners is maybe just to make a list of every or a list every day of things that you need to get done. Um, I make a list every morning and then I number them by their priority So I'm making sure that I'm getting Mm -hmm. done what needs to get done versus like I could spend so much time on emails or something that could be done tomorrow. So prioritizing what I want to accomplish or what I need to accomplish that day um, makes my day efficient and productive. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely use some of those tips um, for this last week that I had that was busy. I uh, I think it was Sunday, I wrote a list of just like labeled it like something like yeah. my week or something and had each day, um, each thing. Um, I had like due dates um, put in. So I would 
have that a few days before it was due saying to do it. Um, and I even wrote down my classes, even though I know when my classes are um, at this point in the semester. It was very busy. And so um, especially if it's a Zoom class, then I'm like, yeah. I might forget to log on or something. So making a list. I also have a ton of reminders on my phone. It's a little bit, I'm a little overkill, very over planner, um, kind of obsessive about stuff. I don't want to miss anything, but I have like tons of reminders. So this past week I had reminders going off like a lot. Um, but yeah, those are some really, really good tips on, um, on time management and trying to balance everything. Cause I mean, you're so busy. I'm still kind of in awe of how busy you are and how much you do, but, um, this is a kind of spur yeah. of the moment question, but as for your clients, what is your overarching goal? Um, how do you want to impact them? Yeah, um, sure. So, lives? All of the clients that I've had so far have been like, you know, Haley, I don't know where to start or like, I think that I I don't even know what my goal should be. Like, I don't know if I necessarily need to be a smaller version of myself. I don't know if I should be gaining muscle. Like, I just don't really know. I want to go into the gym, but I don't really know what to do. Um, So with my experience just being so influenced by this fitness influencer, like you need to be small, 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 and like this Mm -hmm. toxic culture, what I really want to teach and help my clients realize is that you don't have to be a smaller or bigger version of yourself. It's just learning to love yourself as who you are right now and focus on nourishing yourself with exercise. And like, I have a client right now and she has, she's a full-time student and has three jobs. And for her right now, the gym isn't a priority. Like she has so many other major commitments. Mm -hmm. And right now we're working on just literally going for a 30 minute walk three times a week. Like, online coaching with a health coach doesn't have to be like, like pushing yourself through these horrible, hard workouts. Like you can just, yeah, yeah, like like you can just be learning more about yourself and learning how you can take care of yourself better and having a better week and really prioritizing yourself. So that's kind of more of what I focus on with clients is just really investing in self-care and, self-nourishment. That's awesome. I do know um, that there have been times in my life where, you know, I haven't been, I haven't like necessarily looked Mm -hmm. the way I wanted, but I've been a lot happier than when I was going through all these like grueling ways of, you know, like the terrible workouts and, you know, eating food that I was not excited about um, to try and look a certain way. Um, I know it's just strange, you know, the things that you think make you happy or society tells you should make you happy. You get to it or you get close to it and you're like, mm, you were wrong. I'm exactly. not that happy and I'm just going to try yeah. and do what works and like, for me. Health isn't about how you look. Like you can't look at a person and depict mm-hmm. their health. Like health has so many com- components to it. Like physical health is just one component yeah. of it. Like 
what's your financial health look like? What does your spiritual health look like? What is your occupational, your mental, your emotional, your social health look like? Are you catering to those parts of your health? Because like, that's what I'm looking at with my clients instead of just like, let's get you toned abs because like in five years, are you going to think about like, oh yeah, so I spent this time with my health coach getting really toned abs or, oh, I spent this time with my health coach, like really learning more about myself and learning how I can take care of myself once I'm done working with her and how I can cater to all these different parts of my wellness, you know, like it, that's just so much more impactful and meaningful than like, here's your booty workout for the week. Like that just isn't <laughs> my task. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, so thank you for coming on. I know you mentioned your Instagram to people and then obviously goal getters. Um, just tell us again, remind us again, where can people find you online? I will have all of this linked down below, but just so you can say. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was actually my first podcast ever. So I'm, yeah. Wait, really? I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, people can find me Haley.lives, H-A-L-E-Y dot lives on Instagram. And I also have a website, HaleyLives.com. Okay, y'all, that was my interview with Haley. I can't believe that was her first interview. She's amazing. And I really, really enjoyed talking with her. Um, Definitely go check her on Instagram. All of that will be linked down below, her website, her Instagram, all of that. So I really hope you enjoyed it. Go give her a follow, give her a like, check out her program, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.